Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in March of 2022. And welcome to episode 74, Learning About Order of Operations. First, we want to give a shout out to two of our friends, Debbie and Elise. Yes. They both contacted us. I was going to say last week's episode, but we didn't do an episode last week because spring break. So, <laughs> but it was the last episode, but we dropped it two weeks ago. Yes. Debbie tweeted and called me and Elise emailed both of us about yeah. what they did in the classroom for conversions, right? Yes. So Debbie created a really great Jamboard that she shared with students and she used that to help them like just have a, t- a ratio table that they could use easily and, you know, reuse again and again. And Elise was, her, her emails were hilarious because they were kind of chunked too. Like she kept, as she kept discovering more, she was like, oh my God, this is so great. Oh my God, really? This is so great. So it, that made my day. But she agreed. And this is kind of part of our my reflection for this week too, is really to just reiterate the fact that now that I've taught conversions using the ratio table, I will never teach it any other way. And Elise seconded that statement. She was like, yep, absolutely, 100%. I will not teach it any other way either. So again, just, a, you know, a, I guess a mini challenge if you have to teach conversions out there, listeners, try it with the ratio ta- table. I'm telling you, I I vouch for it. It is, I think it will change your perspective and your way of teaching it from now on. Honestly, I can't wait because I'm going to be teaching measurement conversion starting next week. Oh, perfect. A small group that I have. So I may be the, the third convert to go to ratio tables and never go back. I think I'm just shocked that I never tried it before. I think that that's what it is. Like I I just, why why did this take me so long to teach it this way? I I don't understand. It doesn't matter. No guilt. I'm not letting you have any guilt. Now that we know better, we will definitely do better, right? All right. I'm good with that. Okay. My good news for this week. Well, first of all, I mean, both of us, we, we did have spring break last week, people. And all of you that haven't had spring break yet, we feel your pain, but we know how much you're going to love your spring break. Karina and I both kind of just hibernated at our places and totally i i binge watched outlander what did you binge watch uh so much (laughs) um i can't even say just one thing i i mean i literally binged so much i like everything i could get a hold of (laughs) i was so i that's all i did i and i kid you like that is all i did i did not want to think Mm-hmm. of school. I didn't want to look at anything school related. And usually I, I, you know, I peek here and there and I do this and I do, I do a little bit. I don't do a lot, but usually I'll, I'll, I'll still do a little. I think it also helped that we didn't have kids on that Monday back that we were, it was a half PDD and half teacher workday. So that right. was really helpful. It kind of eased my mind of, 
you know, I don't have to do any work and get ready for Monday morning. And yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it on my couch watching a- any kind of television. It didn't I, really matter what I watched. I just watched everything. I have to tell you, I felt the exact same way where normally, you know, I'll pick up a book, you know, yeah. about math or I'll research some things or plan or some, I had zero interest as yeah. well over this spring break. So all of you people, seriously, listeners that are going to have spring break soon, we know you're going to just love it. <laughs> yeah. You get to do whatever you want. You want to have a vacation. You want to have a staycation. We're for all of that. I feel too, when I came back on t- like Tuesday morning to teach, I felt way more prepared, like emotionally ready, yes. mentally ready to to actually do it. Like usually I dread it the night before, which, you know, there was still dread just because, not because of my class. I love my class. I do. I actually kind of missed them. I did. And I was I, – I got them little goodies in the morning and like greeted them at the door with like a little – a little, uh, you know, those Madelines, the little cookie cakes, mm-hmm. which a lot of them had never had before. So I'm like, ooh, try one because I was just excited. I was excited to have them back and it was my birthday also and, you know, whatever, the whole thing. But yeah, I just felt just at peace, at rest, and I was ready – I was ready to start again. I think that's how we're going to feel after this summer because yes. we get the nine and a half weeks this summer versus the six weeks that we had last summer, yeah. which was just atrocious. So I think we're going to be able to refresh and recharge over the summer, this summer, right? I totally agree. I think it's going to have a very different feel this summer than than last. Because I feel like we we ended and then we started right away. Like there wasn't – it didn't feel like a break. Nope. It, it just – and so we started – already kind of anxious and yeah everything and nervous about what it was the school year was gonna look like and yeah I hear you okay well here's my other good news listeners you know I got the building fact fluency kits for my Mm -hmm. teachers and as Karina said this past Monday we did half the day was PDD and I got to lead two sessions. I got one hour with the K2 teachers and one hour with the three, five teachers and all the support teachers came to that one for fluency. And all we talked about for an hour was fluency. And at the end of the day, I sent out an email to everyone that owned the kit, like that I actually gave the kit to. And I said, please make sure you've registered your kit and that you've um, shared your login. Cause you know, with the BFF kits, you can legally share with one other person. And I had teachers text me and email me back saying, I can't get into the site and yada, yada. And I was like, okay, remember it's this site and you have to hit register first. And (laughs) I walked them through the whole thing. And I had at least four teachers this week come up to me or text me to tell me how awesome it was. They just start. I said, just start. I don't care what you start with. Just open up the kit and start with something. Yeah. They all were like, oh my gosh, my kids were so engaged. My kids were talking. And then the the next day I heard, 
wow, they did so much better on the notice and wonder than they did yesterday because, you know, they had never had that kind of exposure to it, right? Other than me coming in once every, what, six weeks to do something right. like that. So I am so pumped that they're so pumped. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, Cause that's always the fear is that they like, there's no, there won't be a buy-in and there won't be, they won't see how this, right. They won't see how beneficial it is. They won't want to do it or they're intimidated by it. Like, so I'm so, yay. I'm so happy for you and for them and for the kids that they will get to benefit from all of this. That's and good. I think what I'm going to ask the people that have done something to do at the next faculty meeting is just share one thing that they did and what their kids got excited about to keep spreading the fire, right? I, yeah. I think I've lit a match and I started the fire on a few people. And so we have to make it into wildfire, right? Yes. So yes. Happy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that is good news, Laura. That's great news. Okay. This week's topic is timely for you. It will be timely for me because I'm going to get to it. But we wanted to talk about order of operations for a couple of reasons. Yes, Karina is going to start that. Or have you started it? Yes. Yeah. We're day two of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a real life story that I was just told to me this past week. And I was like, oh, we have to talk about order of operations to everybody. And listeners, I've not shared this story with Karina. So this is going to be the first time she's heard it too. Yes. One of the teachers came up to me and honestly, listen, people, it's 630 on a Thursday night. I don't remember the exact numbers she said. So I just kind of made up what I think around what she said. She said, listen, I have a, a real math problem that I can't sort out. And I was like, all right. And we're walking into the building, right? We both get there early and we're walking in. And she says something to the effect of my sister and I have to share. And I think she said like $280. I'm like, all right. So in my head, I'm like, all right. So they get 140 each, right? But then I owe my sister $40. And so I'm thinking, all right. So you'd end up with 100 and your sister would end up with $180, right? But then she says to me, but what... What gets me is what if from the $280, I give her the $40 that I first owe. So now we're down to $240 and we split it and we both get $120. So first she wanted to divide and then subtract. So that's what I'm thinking in my head. But in the second scenario, she wanted to subtract the money first, like give her the sis- give the sister the money she right. owed her, and then divide it. I said, "Oh my gosh, this is a real life order of operations problem." Yeah, I was it like, is. "Thank you so much for sharing this with me." Because listen, you and I talk about this all the time, where it's these are mostly just naked problems here. Just do it, right? So listen, now you have, Karina and listeners, you have a real life scenario to talk to the kids about to have them solve it and say, so what, what happens? Like which one? And I said to her, listen, I can't tell you which way you want to go. You have to decide what's more important. Do you want to divide first or do you want to subtract first? Right. Right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. And thank you for that because that is one of the hard things about this unit is giving it context. It's hard to explain to them why it matters. Okay. I just screwed up that entire thing because after I did the math, now I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait, 
if it's $280 and she gives the sister $40, then that $40 is going to be added to the 120. So one sister is going to end up with 160 and the other sister is going to end up with 120. So let me, let me just kind of rephrase here. So in scenario B, if she gives the sister the $40 off the top, then they're splitting $240, which means they each have 120, but the other sister has another 40. So the sister ends up with $160. So in one scenario, the 40, there's a $40 split, but in the first scenario, there's an $80 difference. Right. 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 Oh my gosh. But I, so thank you listeners for going through all that with me because yes, we make mistakes and don't we, didn't we talk about that on a very recent episode? Yes. (laughs) I thought about order of operations and that's definitely a, a real life situation that we can talk to our kids about. Yes. So there's two ways to write the expression, 280 divided by 2 minus 40, or 280 minus 40 divided by 2, which you would have to put the parentheses around because otherwise, in the second one, it'd be 40 divided by 2 first, right? If we didn't put the parentheses around the 280 minus 40. So I'm wondering now if you could give kids, or maybe they they could make up real life scenarios. Yeah. And money's a great way to talk about it, right? Yeah. Because you could bring out the fake money and actually have them act it out. Right. One thing that I do, and this is one of my favorite games ever, is Target Number Dash. And we talked about it on episode 42. Yeah, it's Target Number Dash, and it's from like the K through 5 math resource one yes. that's now behind yes, the wall. One. Yes. And oh my gosh, I love this game. So all you need is a deck of cards. You take the face cards out and you put out five cards and then you take out one more card and that's the target number. So you have to use these five cards to get to the target number. And every time I've we've played it, it's very rare that you can't get to it. Like it's very, very rare that you cannot get to the target number. Right. Because you you're have only to limiting use between one and 10, right? Right. You have to use the five cards. You don't have to use it in the order that they showed up, but you have to use all five cards. That's how we play it. And you can use any operation and you can use parentheses. So here's here's one that actually came up today. Okay. Okay, Are you ready? Totally. Because I'm curious to see. And now we, I had, I had several up there. This one I just put up while they were working on other things. And if they wanted to continue to work on it, they did. And only... Like one kid who was like, ooh, let me let me keep working on it. So yeah, he really wanted to to solve it. Here were the digits. One, so ace, right? One, six, four, eight, seven. Okay. Those were the five. Okay. And the target was nine. And the target was nine. Oof, this looks like it might take me a while. Okay, so I'll give you a minute. This is going to take me forever. I'm already into negative numbers and I'm like, all right, that's not going to work. So let's see here. If I did... um. Can, you can rearrange them, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm so close. I got to 10. Okay. Um. So while you're working on that, Laura, one of the things that I love about this is that it is very um, low floor, high ceiling. You've got, you have kids that are just like adding and mul- and subtracting. That's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
but well, I think that that's also like the first step. I think automatically we want to just go with what's easiest, right? With right. just addition. Let me see if I can do it through addition and subtraction. And then, and then you had kids who were who could divide, who could see like the division, or who could see multiplication with it. And what I did do is I also challenged them once they got one answer. Can you solve it a different right. way? Can you change the numbers around or do even better yet? Do it using different operations. Right. Here's what he did. You ready? Yes. Six times seven, which is what? 42. Minus eight times four, which (gasps) is what? Oh my gosh, which is 32, which gives you 10 minus one equals nine. There it is. Wow. I know. I was beyond. I was like, what? When he was multiplying, I'm like, ooh, you're going to go to 42? Like, what? Really? So when he said 42, I'm like, oh no, like how are we going to get to nine from 42? And then he pulls out eight times four, which is 32. And I'm like, oh my God, wait a minute. And then he says 10 and I'm like, oh my God, he's got it. I was so excited. I really was. I was so excited and so proud. And it took him a while. Like he was working on that, I want to say like 20 minutes, but think See, about- I don't have 20 minutes to work on it. I know, I know. But the perseverance and the enthusiasm, the engagement, think about all the math that he actually oh did to solve it and to get to an answer. Like all the ones that he did that didn't you know, all the trials that he did that didn't work out. So much more beneficial than a worksheet. Yes. You know, because he persevered. He kept going. He wanted to solve it. He wanted to figure it out. And again, like I said, it's very rare that you have the cards and you can't solve it. I've only had it like once in the four years that I've taught this game. Do you make the kids write out the whole expression or the whole equation? At the end. And at the end, yes, we wrote it all out. And then, you know, we talked about how sometimes you do need to put the parentheses there. And in this case, you wouldn't because it's okay to put them, but it really doesn't change it because we would start with multiplication first anyway. Oh my gosh. This sounds, I mean, okay, target number dash, great, but it's like an open middle problem. Yes, yes, completely. Gosh, I love this. I am so stealing this for when I do the question unit. One of the things that we discussed thoroughly, I think, in episode 42, not PEMDAS, was not using PEMDAS, right? Right. And we talked also about how in different countries it's called different things. And the problem with it isn't that it's an an acronym and- A mnemonic device. Right. It's not that. That's not the problem. I mean, those are fine to help you remember things and- the problem is, is that you're remembering it in a specific order and then kids forget that you're supposed, you're not supposed to always do it in that order. Right. And then there's, there's another one too. There's gems, which it's not my favorite because it does the same thing, you know, and that's not my favorite either. What I like to think about is the power of the operation. So I saw this somewhere and I was like, that I like, because that makes sense to me. So you start with the most powerful, right? You start with the parentheses. Those are your most powerful because it's like those those parentheses are like symbols and 
they are um, like flag, like an alert. Do this first, do this first. And then your most powerful would actually be exponents because that's repeated multiplication. And then your next powerful is multiplication and division because they're inverses of each other. Multiplication is not more powerful than division. Division is not more powerful than multiplication. And then finally gets you to like the bottom floor, which is addition and subtraction. And I like to kind of level it that way so that kids see and and I also start off by saying what did you learn first in kindergarten first grade and second grade and they all say well addition and subtraction and I'm like that's the foundation so that's where you're going to end that's where you know we're going to build this building and that's not the most powerful that's the foundation and then we we write you know you go up a level and you go up to third grade where you're actually literally coming up to the second floor in our building. Mine too. (laughs) Right? So you're coming up to the second floor and now you're doing multiplication and division. And now that you're in fifth grade and in sixth grade, when you go to sixth, you'll see exponents too. But, you know, we're just going to keep, we're kind of going to skip that for right now. So I, I just like that better. I think that that sticks with them better. They remember it and they don't get confused as to what happens when I see division first from left to right, as opposed to multiplication. Yep. I think I might try that this year then with the group that I'm working with, since I'm a little behind you. One other mnemonic that I've used is from Danica McKellar's Kiss My Math book, where she talks about the eating habits of pandas and pandas eat, let me, let me, now I have to remember uh, mustard on dumplings and apples with spice or pandas eat dumplings with mustard and and spice spiced apples something like that where it just helps you remember but she stresses over and over and over again that dessert comes last so dinner would be the multiplication and division and then dessert would be the addition and subtraction level and you know i always talk about food so i that's <laughs> one way i always Taught it to my kids. Dinner, then dessert. Yes, I remember that too. I remember that. When you were talking about the game Target Number Dash, it reminded me of the game 24, which are the cards. And you put the card out and you have the kids. I guess 24 is your target number always. Gotcha. You have Mm -hmm. the kids always try to, I have to break those cards out. Oh my gosh. They're they're packed away. Thanks. Well, and it's, yeah, it's also like it it reminds me a lot too of the four fours, right? Because you're trying to yeah. it's different numbers, it's different target numbers. It's one through twenty as your target number. And then have you done the four fours with your kids? Four fours, not yet. <gasps> that would be great for you to do. Yeah, then. I was waiting, right. I was waiting for order of operations. So that they could so yes, we will absolutely do it and we'll do it on the white books and Yes, because four fours is fantastic. And then there's even, you can do five fives. Right. Listeners, your challenge for this week is for you or your students to come up with real world examples of order of operations so that we can share it with our fifth grade students. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.